Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm the most disappointing finale to an epic franchise that you've ever seen. You know, that one franchise. Game of Dark Phoenix! Out June 7th in a theater near you. I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> this week... Uh, by the grace of God, we are not talking about Dark Phoenix. <laughs> um, no, we are instead talking grace. about Creed. I, I'm bitterly disappointed. <laughs> we are instead talking about Creed 2. Mm-hmm. So after after my excitement, you know, at, at the end of the last episode where I was like, it's been two and a half months since we reviewed a good movie, mm-hmm. we're reviewing a good movie. <laughs> Would you look at that? <laughs> yeah, and we're, and we're we're wrapping up or updating the Rocky franchise. I don't know if this mm-hmm. is the last one. I think it kind of should be, but whatever. Uh, Creed two, directed by Stephen Caple Jr. from 2018. It has mm-hmm. an 84 percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 81 percent audience score. Tyler, you love this movie. Just talk. Yeah. Um. Well, it's interesting that you, you mentioned that you, you think it should be the last one, because I had the exact same thought as I, I watched this movie, and I was like, man, I really like that movie. Uh, I, don't, I don't really want to see another one. And then I was thinking about it, and I was like, would I have said that about every single Rocky movie had I seen it when it came out? Like, I don't, I don't, I feel like every single Rocky sequel sounds bad, and in reality, like, one of them is bad. Like, in, execu- in execution, they work out pretty well, if not great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, I, Unless it's, it's immediately after Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because um, where do you really go from there? Uh, uh, you give Rocky brain damage. Like, that's where you go. Like I, I think the the rumors, and I don't think there's anything like in production uh, for Creed Three, um, is is that it would involve like Clubber Lang's son. Oh God, no! And I'm like, th- no, that's what that's what I was I, thinking. I was uh, like, oh God, that sounds that's terrible. That's, exactly. The, the, you know, it, it would feel less weird. It'd feel like they were they were actually like being a bit riskier. If they're like, we're gonna have Tommy Gunn's son. <laughs> Might as well just retcon that the guy from the first Creed was this is son. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, or just no, like it, it, you remember Mason the Line Dixon from <laughs> Rocky Balboa. It's his kid. Oh, yeah. Who cares? But I think I do think like genuinely. Like I, I hear that and I'm like that doesn't I'll put sound it to good you this at all. Way. I'd care more if it were actually Mr. T coming back to fight him. That would be incredible. <laughs> um, but I, I and he's got like I think prosthetic about... limbs. Sure, just, sure. Let's just he's get a robot. weird. Let's get nuts. Let's get Rocky um, Four stupid. All right. Yeah, I I think that sounds dumb in ex or in in theory, but I like I feel again. I feel like these movies always somehow turn out pretty good. And I'm like, I don't really know how we've done this. Yeah. Which is another conversation we'll have to, I'll, I'll have to put a pin in. We've talked about it too much already, I think, but about the general, this general franchise as a whole, because it is just absurd. The fact that like, this is still going strong, very enjoyable, lots of ties back to the previous movies, um, lots of good continuity and, and character development and growth across movies that have been going on for 40 years. We've gotten how many of them now? Uh, eight. seven, eight, eight, yeah, eight, eight movies. So like a averaging, averaging a movie every five years somehow. I know it's it's not it's not really, it's a lot of spacing difference in there. Yeah, but in general, uh, this franchise has been going on for that long, and like, 
it's still I would say quite good. Like I'm I'm very I'm I'm watching this I sort of had the revelation again and like this is weird. <laughs> like how did, how did this happen? Like who let this happen? Yeah. I guess the answer is Sylvester Stallone, but like in terms of him just being very devoted to to this franchise and and sort of treating it like his child and uh making sure the right people, creative people are attached to it and everything. But yeah, it's just like I I don't know how I don't know how this has just been kind of going on this whole time. It's very interesting. We'll have to talk about that more and, and the general legacy of this movie. Um, or I guess the franchise upon this movie, I should say. Um, <clears throat> regarding the actual movie, uh, I think my my best thing... I think it probably has to be the cast. I, I think that's an easy, obvious place to take it. But I think i got to go there because it's easy and obvious. Um it's got a small. It's got a relatively small cast. Like it feels a little bit indie. Uh, I know Stephen Capel Jr. Uh, I was looking him up. He's done like nothing major before this. Like he's he's done yeah. all kind of small projects and, and kind of indie film projects. Um, yeah, and I believe uh, Ryan Coogler just kind of handpicked him. Yeah, like, here's another up and coming guy who's done yeah. basically nothing. Let's get him. And apparently they they work together. Um, or they not work together. They went to school together, film school together. Yeah, is my understanding. Um, also, and, <clears throat> funny mm-hmm. that you know Ryan Coogler left. So, well, obviously, he didn't do this one. He left to go do Black Panther. I think this is on par with Black Panther, if not better. <laughs> this movie's not going to get nominated for Best Picture. Bunch of crap. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no, I'm I, not I saying agree. that this movie deserves to get nominated for Best Picture, but I'm definitely saying that Black Panther didn't deserve to get sure. nominated. <laughs> Because you are just a massive racist, correct? That's that's my understanding. Um, what was my grade for the first Creed? You <coughs> you, you would. Oh god. Um, I only liked it because of the older white guy. Exactly. You're 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 only you're only okay with this movie getting a best picture nomination because it has a white guy in a, in, a, in a prominent role, right? It has it has that's, three white guys in prominent there, roles. That's that's why you just loved Green Book, correct? That's, <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> Oh, Vigo Mortensen, I love you, but sometimes you just gotta know when to sit down and not sign the check. <laughs> Woo! Oscar politics. Um, they suck. <laughs> accurate. But I was gonna say, did the, I ever the cast Dark movie. Phoenix comes out June seventh? <laughs> For your consideration. Oh no. Um, the cast of this movie. <clears throat> so you've you basically your core you've got Michael B. Jordan, Tessa Thompson, Sylvester Stallone. Um, I mean, really, those are like the the main three. Like we spend most of our time following one of those three characters. And of course, uh, Dolph Lundgren and um, Drago's son, who is a Russian boxer in real life, Florian Muntanow. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally butchered that. Um, but they don't get nearly as much kind of like. Play. Like they they are clearly clearly a presence throughout the movie, but they're not like their storyline is not focused on so much. Aside uh, they're there. from There's... Apollo Creed in the first couple movies, this is the the best job that any of the movies have done in terms of humanizing the, the quote unquote villains. Yes, hundred percent. Our only previous experience with Drago is Rocky Four, so mm-hmm. it is amazing that this is a sequel to Rocky Four, and it works. <laughs> Like, yeah. completely. That's what I'm saying. And I'm able to take it seriously. 
This movie should not work. This franchise shouldn't work. <laughs> this franchise should have gotten to Rocky Five after a middling third entry and a dumb but amazing fourth entry. Um, it should have hit Rocky Five, which was kind of boring and, and not really all that all, all that exciting. Yeah. Um, and and been like, all right, we faded out. You know, the, the, you had a good run, a couple of great movies in there. Uh, it was a fun time good ride i think we're probably putting this to rest maybe we'll bring it back in in 30 years or whatever right. uh, when we reboot it with uh miles what's, what's, teller with miles teller there we go um <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um did sony get the rights the to this sequel to whiplash <laughs> the sequel to whiplash um but now i want a movie with jk simmons as a we, boxing coach that sounds awesome yeah, right? that does sound pretty good that does sound pretty good um but they they get Was to it a right hook or a left hook. <coughs> they get to Rocky so you Five. do know the difference. Sure. And I didn't we discuss this that Rocky Balboa was not like super well received or it was it was fine critically. Yeah, it was fine. It's, it was fine. Um, People were mostly just surprised that it was coherent, given that it's yes. old man Rocky fighting. Yes, and we both liked it quite a bit, right? What? Yeah. What? Are, what, 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 what I, I need to stop getting into the grades discussion. I'm just fascinated by this, by like the fact that we have this just amazes me. Um, we both gave it B pluses. There you go. Yeah, and so like after Rocky Five, this this franchise had had no right to just like show up out of nowhere and be like, "What if we made another pretty good movie?" It's like, wait, where did you where did you come from? Like, what? Yeah. Why are you? How did the? And not only is it a good movie, it's like an almost a. It almost feels like a retcon of Rocky Five. Like it feels like it's like I'm gonna do that again, but I'm gonna do it. Oh, right. you, you remember how you know you know keep continuity? Rocky lost all of his money. He's kind of living. You know, he's got a restaurant, but that's about it. Mm. Um, yeah, forget about the brain damage. Sure. Or the eye <laughs> problem that he had back in Rocky Two that they just completely do away yeah, with it's in fine. sequels. It's fine. He got money, he was able to fix it, it's fine. Look, the continuity of this franchise survived the the seventies and eighties. I think that's all we can really I'm sorry, when really these are our continuity issues versus X Men or Terminator <laughs> or any of these other terrible, terrible franchises, like even Rocky has better uh, continuity than the MCU, which is solely, like, its main yes. thing is these movies are connected. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like the MCU as much as the next, you know, uh, Disney shill, but, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rocky's better. <laughs> it, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily disagreeing. And we'll you're like it. the ultimate we'll Disney shill. Yes. We'll talk about it. You like The um, Last Jedi? <laughs> See, see, I may be a Disney sh Disney shill, but, but you Sylvester don't like Stallone, Iron Man three. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone knows where I live, so oh, okay. <laughs> he comes the, over for poker. <laughs> he'll send the Expendables after you if you give his movies a bad <laughs> review. Accurate. Um, Sylvester Stallone seems like the sweetest dude. <laughs> I'm so glad that he has this franchise. Um, I'm sure there's probably problematic, scandalous things that he's done that I'm I'm completely just ignoring and, and being an innocent uh, fanboy over, but it's fine. All right. um, yeah, I have no idea. I'm aware of nothing, and therefore I will uh, proceed to hold them onto a pedestal until I learn something else. Then it breaks me, and I'm like, how could he do this well, to me? Well, it's just like, I, I, maybe I shouldn't be getting into this, but just comparing him to like the other two bigger action stars of his generation, you know, mm -hmm. Bruce Willis and Arnold. Obviously, sure. Arnold had his own little scandal. Sure. And then Bruce Willis is just, like, a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
who also is not a huge fan of acting these days, it seems. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's a big fan of living. <laughs> Have you seen him in his movies? He looks like he just wants to die. At some point, we're going to have to do Die Hard, and I, I just don't want to. Don't worry, we can then do Looper, and you can talk about how wonderful Ryan Johnson is again. Accurate. Um, the best director ever, dare I say? Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, the Fly is better than people give it credit for. Um, the <laughs> I had some point that we have completely derailed from. Oh yeah, Sylvester Stallone getting this franchise, uh, and the fact that, that I was going to say the fact that they, somehow we revived this with like a good old man Rocky. It's like, oh, there's okay, we got a good finale to this franchise. Where did that come from? That was great. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we're not, we're going to do another movie about the son of the this other the the kind of second. I don't know how you word it. The the guy who is basically the, the most memorable character uh, outside of Rocky from the original franchise. Right. We got a new movie, movie about his son. And it's like, okay, that sounds interesting. I don't know why we're still... And then it turns out to be the super heartfelt thing about family and about uh, kind of legacy and, and, and all that with uh, and being Sylvester more Stallone. Than your name. Now, yeah, Sylvester Stallone now playing sort of the uh, the role of the... Who's who's the guy from the first couple movies? Mickey. Mickey, you hack! I, I couldn't. This um, man claims to be a Rocky <clears throat> fan. I don't buy it. That's accurate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the the uh, yeah, he's playing. He's now kind of relegated to that role. Of course, he's got more to do in terms of kind of character stuff in that that regard. But he's now playing the old mentor, which is a really interesting, cool angle on it. And then we get this movie, which is another movie that builds on that, and it, it goes back to the the way that his that his father died, and like. All that, like, I don't know how, why, who let, again, who let this happen? Like, who has just, like, not gotten to a point where they have turned, I guess it must be that they make just enough money to be pretty successful, but not enough that they, that, who publishes these, or publishes, um, produces these, distributes these, whatever well, it may MGM be. and Warner Brothers. Okay. Which is so I guess, weird, Warner sure. Brothers is the worst studio. I don't know if they just kind of see. I, I don't know because it, it, it's like the same producers that have been like on all of these movies and Sylvester Stallone, obviously. So I right. think the creative controls kind of with them, and then Warner Brothers and MGM just kind of put up the money and distribute it. Sure. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just somehow it's a franchise this, that's not ruined by corporate studio nonsense. No, nobody has stepped in to just strangle the life out of this thing by churning out five movies in. 10 years or whatever and like no and i guess i think it really is just like it hasn't blown if you up think enough. rocky doesn't kill people you're living in an effing <laughs> dream world um I, I it's it must just be a thing where it's it's never become a victim of its own success or it's never gotten so big that someone put their hand in there and was like we're gonna just pull the heart out of this thing yeah in order to make it uh make all the money it can for us um yeah, I don't know how I don't I don't understand it. I don't know how we got here. Um, I should probably continue talking about this movie, but I keep going on tangents because it just blows my mind. Uh, the cast is awesome. What's the your cast worst is thing? awesome. Um, well, I wanted to take because like the there is kind of the outside cast as well. Like there's 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 several kind of secondary characters in this movie. Obviously, um, Creed's mom, Marianne. Um, there's. Uh, buddy who is kind of the the, the fixer guy um, who's who's setting up these these fights to try and 
I guess fixer is more of a gangster term. But he said he's the guy who's he's the promoter. That's what I'm going for. He's the guy who sets up these. He's trying to get the Drago and the Creed rematch going on. Yeah. Um, doesn't have a huge role, but he's there. He's important. Um, there's Creed's uh, mentor, who I cannot remember the name of. Uh, is it is it Duke? It's that, a little Duke. Little Duke, right? Because because right. continuity Cause the, once yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. And so and they're they're all good, but but specifically that core trio, Tessa Thompson, uh, Michael B. Jordan, and Sylvester Stallone, they're just so good. <laughs> like they're they're just excellent actors. Um, and and the movie does a great job of being like, again, we're not gonna turn this into like the big explosive. I, I don't know how I don't know what version of of the Rocky franchise. I guess I guess Rocky Fee would Rocky Fee Rocky Four would be the closest to this, but I don't I don't know exactly what the Hollywood strangles the life out of this franchise version of this movie looks like. Like the sort of the Justice League version of this movie looks like. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I, I don't that know what could exactly be Rocky that, Five based on a little bit like what I've heard about there being like a completely different edit of the movie. Sure, sure. It's it's that sort of thing where where I don't know how you turn this into the thing where it just gets completely away from the focus of the franchise and a little bit of that is Rocky Four I think, um, but in but general then Hearts on Fire starts playing and Rocky and you're climbs like, up a mountain and you're like God this bless is the greatest America. movie ever <laughs> yeah um, I want to go if I can change I want to go kill some communists far away from here right now <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's the thing where I'm sorry, I'll... gotta do it because Warner Brothers and I'm making right, Snyder all right. jokes. All right, Rocky's speech at the end of Rocky Four is less embarrassing than Martha. <laughs> <laughs> That's my quote on the poster for Creed Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see. All right. Fair enough. And that's my review, folks. I'll just leave it to Tyler for the next 40 right. minutes. I'm fine with this. Um, I was going to say <laughs> that it, it does make the smart decision of having this core cast that and these core characters that we're going to focus on. And they're going to be important. It's going to be about their relationships, their relationships with their family, their relationships with each other. That's what the movie's going to be about. And it's it's a, it's an excellent decision. It's, it's excellent that it didn't let it continue to kind of grow into some other thing. It didn't get away from the heart that was in the, the first movie. Yeah. Um and and they just kind of focus on that. And and it didn't they, just they, turn into hey, we're just going to have like a dumb fight. And that's yeah. that's all the movie's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. They they did a good job of of I mean, I think we see three fights, Creed and three fights. Yes. Um And so yeah, they they did a good job of kind of balancing that throughout the movie and and they do the training montages of course and everything and uh, definitely reminiscent of some of the plots of some of the earlier ones, but now we've got some more gravitas here because of the characters and because of the legacies involved and all that stuff. Well, it's, it's almost um, just interesting because it's it's like it's basically like Adonis is faced with these same situations that Rocky found himself in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and it's just like, well, these guys are two completely different individuals. How is Adonis going to react to this versus how Rocky reacted to it? So. Right. Yeah, the more I think about it, because I do, I I would kind of lob the complaint at this movie of, well, it's just like it's very much like the plot of Rocky Three, and sure. mixed with it, mixed in with some other bits. But but the main, like the story plot, the main plot points, it's very Rocky Three. Um, but it's it's very interesting just because it's all about the way the story's told. It's not. 
It's not necessarily the story events. Like, uh, another random side note to, to one of Tyler's favorite franchises. Um, mm-hmm. Red Letter Media, oftentimes when they're discussing the Alien franchise, they talk about how, at least for the, the original Alien movies, are like each one's basically the same plot. It's all about right. how the, the filmmaker takes it and makes it their own. And I kind of feel the same way about at least the yeah. Creed movies, because obviously all the Rocky movies, except for one and five, were directed by Stallone. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and there is enough variation between them that they're all kind of going for different things. Yeah. Um, even though they <clears throat> they have the same basic uh, outline. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I think, especially with this one where you, you work in, I mean, I, I mean, I said that that core trio is great, but also Dolph Lundgren is incredible in this. Yes. Um, like, he, as, as just, he, he gets I mean, his, just his enough. His son's really good. Like he, he, yes. The, the, the he has to is, give a very physical performance with, like, a couple of scenes where he, he delivers dialogue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's yeah no it's 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 just a, a great cast all around, and they all work to kind of foster the that core triangle and it ju- it, it just comes together really really well. Yeah. Um, I, I think it does a, a great job. It's a very tight story. Like it's, yes. it's very focused and lean. It's almost like a fighter in and of itself. <laughs> it's like a metaphor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I agree. Um, What's your worst thing, you hack? I don't really. Know. Don't say you don't have anything. They probably can come up with something. It's just like, and I, there's there's really not a lot I disliked about it. like watching it through this time. I mean, I I, I genuinely think it's all quite good. Um, I, you can pass. It's like, I'll pass for now. Like, even though I've had twenty minutes to think about this, right. I'll pass for now. All, all, right. Back all right, all right. Um. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to put some thought into this because I didn't really put any thought into it beforehand about what my best thing is. Um, it might just be the final scene where Rocky goes and finds his son, mm-hmm. um, and kind of cutting back and forth with uh, Adonis finally uh, visiting his father's, uh, you know, tombstone and then bringing the daughter in. Um, right. But mostly the Rocky bit where he, you know, he sees his son and is like, oh, it's my little Vintimilia. Yeah, yeah, they bring This is back. great. I didn't see that coming. You subverted mm-hmm. my expectations. <laughs> Did Ryan Johnson write this scene? Yeah, and, and Sylvester Stallone's acting and that is... Well, it, it, what's even it, better is the, the little girl they cast as um, Robert's daughter uh-huh. looks like Talia Shire. Like, she looks very uh-huh. much like Adrian. And when Rocky goes, you know, you look so much like his mother. I'm like, she actually does! It's not It's not like one of those weird things where you, the person they cast looks nothing like another person. But in dialogue, they're saying they do. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it actually completely works. And I, I, f- I found that, like, super touching. And that's... I think that's the main reason why I want this to be the final movie in this series. Because obviously the story can go on with Creed and, yes. um, you know, Adonis and Bianca and their their daughter. But just in terms of Rocky, I feel like they just close out his his story very beautifully. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're kind of done. Uh, quick, quick correction here. It is a, a boy at the end of the movie. It's not a girl. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh well. I know he's got he's got the short hair and he's always got a very 
childish young face. I, I, but yes, he does. I think it's mainly because he says you look so much like his mother. Right. I right. think that's that's. But they they do call him Logan. Oh, they do. Okay. The actor is a boy. Okay, so. I must have missed that. I've only seen the movie a couple times. I apologize. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> no, I I kind of had the same thought because like the, it was like, uh, is that doesn't really matter it, anyway. it doesn't really matter but still all right it, it um, doesn't change the fact that's my best thing very sweet very sweet. um my um, my worst thing... well i was gonna say oh, i was gonna okay. say really quick on that uh about this being kind of the end conclusion to rocky story um i feel like the like i because again i had the same thought of like you know what? yeah I, I wish this is i think this is great this would be the last one that that'd be good that'd be a good conclusion but then i was like well if you go for another one of these movies, the obvious conclusion, actual conclusion to his story would be Rocky dies. Don't do it. On. Don't do it. I think I think that's the, that they're going to have to. And I, th- I, I think that I don't if they do it right. I need that in my life. <laughs> I don't want that hurt. You, you don't need to break down in the theater. I already had to watch Logan, okay? And I gave it an A+, plus and then I moved on with my life, okay? I don't need it again. Yes. It turns out uh, he faked his death, and he's living with Anne Hathaway in Italy. Yeah. Spoilers. Talking about Logan or Rocky? (laughs) Both. (laughs) I'm just thinking about really poorly photoshopping both Hugh Jackman's face and Sylvester Stallone's face. And putting them both on top of Christian Bale's face simultaneously. As as you said that, I was thinking, why not put... Rocky on one uh, on Christian Bale and then and then Hugh Jackman on Anne Hathaway and then call it a day. Yeah. And there we that's go. perfect. <laughs> Those are some lovely pearls you're wearing there, Hugh. <laughs> What's your worst thing? Alright, I'm about to get super technical, nitpicky, weird sure. with this. It's it's similar to, you know, my, my complaint about sped up footage or what have you that I've I've talked about in previous films. Or, you know, discussions. Uh, I found the green screen in all of the fights very distracting. There and was green screen you, in And you the probably fights. have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, it was very clear to me that pretty much all of the fights are done I... on a set, not in an actual arena, and there's green screen and some of it I think there was one was moment plain bad. where I noticed where I thought oh it looks like some of the crowd the Russian crowd there is CGI yeah not C- CGI digital effect um but yeah I did not realize I, I did not catch that at all I noticed it <laughs> in pretty much every fight and it was very distracting well um, now I just need to make sure I don't watch this movie again until uh I I forget that you said that yeah and then and then you can enjoy it, it. I can yeah. just I can just not see it again yeah Sounds good. Um, it was very <laughs> noticeable and very strange, considering that's never been a problem before in any of these mm-hmm. movies. And then we get to that last act. I don't know if because because it seems like they're focused so much on the lighting of the actual boxing ring. Right. I don't know if that has something to do Probably. with why the visual I would effects imagine. don't work so well. There are some shots where I'm like. Can we get another take? Like, what's what's going on here? Like, it's I, I would very imagine weird. that it's probably a result of they he's he's being very specific with the lighting and therefore they need to do it on a set because otherwise like or they didn't want to handle a large crowd this time and they're like yeah we just do it on a set with green screen it's fine well i think i mean because obviously he is a like he's done even less than ryan coogler had done before creed yeah 
um, in terms of like better CG than Black Panther. (laughs) Sure. Oh, I love throwing shade at that movie. (laughs) It's fine. That's one of those things where where I saw it and I was like, I I quite like that. And then everyone was like, this is the best superhero movie of all time. And I was like, I. I get it, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I agree. And then I've seen so much backlash against it ever since, like, all the Oscar stuff when, screw it, it should have won over all those other crap movies. That, that, there were, that's not true. There were some movies in there that were good. But the movies that were getting the most push, like Green Book and whatever, and then and then there was so much backlash against it when it was getting those Oscar considerations and stuff, and I was like, screw you guys, this movie's great. <laughs> Internet discourse is fun. That's a lie. I agree. Um, but yeah, the green screen is my worst thing because it was the most distracting thing. <laughs> and it's literally every fight. Sure. Um, I don't know if that's, if that's a problem that anybody else has. I haven't really looked into it that much. Mm-hmm. But it was very clear to me, and maybe I'm just crazy because I sure. am, and Jar- Dark Phoenix comes out June 7th. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm crazy, but... It looked like a green I, screen every single fight. I bet the effects in this movie are less distracting than the effects in Dark Phoenix will be. <laughs> I don't know. The effects in the trailers don't look bad. I'm not saying that that don't don't uh, has anything don't, to do with the story. But. <laughs> yeah, don't don't uh. I, I want to counter chickens before they hatch. That's mm-hmm. all I'm um. So I have I have aside from that I have three other primary issues with the movie. Okay. All right, I, the, I, I, the I, terrible three. As this, it were. this isn't a, a trusty list of misgivings because it wasn't just like I was painstakingly trying to keep track of what what, what went wrong with the movie because mm-hmm. clearly this movie's doing some things pretty well, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not necessary. It was it was mostly mostly just because I knew you loved it, so I'm like, I need to write these down so I don't forget them because I think these are valid <laughs> complaints. Sure, sure. <laughs> um. All right, so I got the green screen. Um, I found it. Oh, weird. so that was one of them, or is that what was that? Was that one of the complaints? Is the green screen? Yes, that that oh, was. Well, the... All right, we're doing well. We're doing pretty well so <laughs> we're far. We're up in the count. <laughs> um, I, I could kind of lump two of the complaints into one. There's consider... so we only have two complaints. Oh my um, goodness! Two, two besides my worst thing. All right. It's... Whatever. Um, Wait. So the worst thing is not one of the complaints. No, you're saying saying you got your worst thing. I originally had four (laughs) complaints. I had four things written down. One of which is the green screen, which is my worst thing. That leaves three items. Two of which I can lump into one. So what you're telling me is you have zero complaints. My complaint is that nobody in this movie was named Martha. That's the complaint. That's and fair. Dark Phoenix comes out June 7th. <laughs> uh, you know what would be great? If I got the date wrong and I keep <laughs> saying it over and over again. Hordes of hordes of hungry, dark, hungry X-Men fans are going to show up for Dark Phoenix on June 7th and be like, what's this about? <laughs> it's not in theaters. It's, it's, the not, lied to me. it's not X-Men in the title. It's just called Dark Phoenix. It sounds like it could be X-Men, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe it's Bond 25. <laughs> ah, oh, 
Oh, don't don't put the salt in the wound on that, my friend. Don't I think don't I think there. the strongest move Bond twenty five could do right now is to just decide they're going to name themselves Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were gonna say it'd be it'd be really, really really uh brave of them to call themselves Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. <laughs> If you're going to go there, why not just call yourself Endgame? <laughs> just be like, let's see how this goes. Let's see if we can literally earn the exact same amount of money if we just call ourselves Avengers Endgame. <laughs> People think it's a reissue. It makes a billion dollars. <laughs> um, all right, all right, all right. So so I've got my worst thing, and then I've got two complaints, all right? That's how I'm organizing right. it now. Two. All right, two. Two, count them, two, one. <laughs> what? Zero. This movie's perfect. How do you get away? <laughs> um, despite how tight and focused this script kind of is, I think there's a couple of weird places where the movie just drops plot points. Okay. Um, the first of which is Adonis proposing to Bianca. That kind of just completely gets dropped, and then she's pregnant, and I'm like, "Are they engaged? Are they gonna get married? Does it even matter? Why did we bring it up in the first place?" I mean, she wears the ring the whole time. Okay. Um, <clears throat> no, they definitely. It's not like they 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 break it off or anything. I think the idea is just that this movie happens over. I guess not a relative because like he's he has to have time to heal, so I don't know exactly. But at the same time, there's a ticking time bomb because he can't go too long without. Uh, not fighting before yeah. he loses the title, so it's it's got to be a fairly short amount of time, maybe like a couple of months. Um, uh, it's it's longer than that because he's got to have time to train for the fight too. Sure, yeah, but even then, like I, I don't think it can be longer than. Well, I don't know. I would say it's probably about six months. Okay, which is not a that's a if not longer. That's a decent sized engagement. It's not like particularly long, but it's just weird um, that it's not. But, it's never brought up again. I mean, the, it seems like the idea... Well, because, I mean, they bring, about, bring bring it up when talking to uh, Marianne later. Um, she mm-hmm. she mentions it. They talk about it. That's um, true. But the I, th- I feel like the idea is that... I guess that, I mean that beyond is, the first act. Sure, sure. From their point, that point, it's kind of like, this is its own thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> from there, the point is that... Uh, it's just as, like, this, is, this leads into them having sex and having a baby, <laughs> I, th- I think is the main the main reason for that which is not necessarily something we need to to see or have explained i guess but uh it is what it is yeah um and then the other thing that i feel like is just kind of dropped is is that shady organizer guy um and i disagree i'm not a big fan of his performance i think everybody else is good except for him mainly because it felt like george washington duke just slightly less crazy (laughs) Sure. It 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 felt like they were almost going to have a reveal that he was his son. Sure. Like I was I was waiting for that that shoe to drop. <laughs> and it just doesn't. And there's waiting for him to be the author of all his pain. Yes, exactly. And and, and the, there's not like uh, Rocky 5 stupid, but at least he does get his comeuppance at the end, like Rocky, you know, socks him on the jaw. We uh-huh. don't really get anything with him at the end and it's like he was kind of the mastermind behind all of this and it's a rocky movie i feel like we need some kind of yeah. through line with him i mean i appreciate because they they show him at the end um in during the fight they show him 
being like, this is great. Yeah. Like, he's just enjoying himself. No, and that's, like, that's the weird thing. It's not like he's not there. Yeah. He is there, and then they right. do nothing with him. Sure. There's a couple of reaction shots, and that's it. Like, he, yeah. he, he doesn't run into the ring and be like, Adonis, that was awesome. Now I'm going to promote you, and we'll go we'll go everywhere. And, sure. then, and then, you know, Tessa Thompson just, like, kicks him in the balls or something. <laughs> you know, something. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, I buy it. Marianne kicks him in the ball, so that would have been good. Yeah. There you go. And then Rocky just breaks his neck and sits down in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> if you Looking think that Rocky a... doesn't kill people, you're living in an effing dream world. Looking down upon a grateful universe. Exactly. But yeah, that, that's, that, that's one of my complaints. Just a couple of very minor plot elements that are just kind of dropped from the movie. Um, and overall, like I said, I still think the narrative is very tight and it's, you know, there's, in terms of thematics, in terms of just general plot points leading into each other and everything being cohesive and making sense, like it's very tight. Mm -hmm. Just a couple of weird, lingering, dangling items. Um, and then my only other complaint is just the overuse of songs. Um... Maybe it's because this is a sequel to Rocky Four that it shouldn't mm -hmm. bother me that much because that movie's just like we have a, <laughs> we're, we're we're turning into a music video every five minutes. <laughs> Quick montage, montage, montage. montage. Um, we need a montage of the montages. Correct me if I'm wrong. Creed didn't have this many songs where it's just like vocals, right? I don't remember exactly. I I feel I'm, like there I'm were just a sure. couple. Um, I but mean, this movie, it felt like it was happening a lot more often than it should have, and. Just my own personal bias. I'm not a big fan of rap music or mm -hmm. or I, I don't know types. As of the music. kids call it, um, whatever type of music uh, Bianca's supposed to be singing. Like mm -hmm. I didn't like any of her music, and that's just personal preference. Sure. Like when she walks out and like sort of the intro to him in the the second fight against Drago, mm -hmm. and she's doing her little song. I'm like, this isn't very cool. <laughs> I mean, I. I am also I'm not someone who listens to to rap generally, but I and I don't even think all her song. type of music is rap. Like sure, yeah, and that's that's kind of a different angle. Um, what is it? EDM or I don't something like that. I don't yeah. I don't know music. Listen to two white men try to figure out music. I, I listen to alt rock and film scores. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> if if there's an, if it comes beyond see see for me if it's if it's like. Uh, past maybe like 2005 and it's not like indie uh, then I got nothing for you I don't... <laughs> um, but no I, I except for I did Taylor do... Swift Tyler sure. is big into the Taylor Swift the biggest Taylor Swift fan um, I love that that song she sings where like she talks about boys uh, I think I think that's one of them I think I think she she does and that other one where she and... also talks about like fame and how she's you know she's she's kind of you know, she she hates how the media portrays her mm -hmm. and what mm -hmm. everybody thinks mm -hmm. of her, and she's like, "I don't uh, like bullies." Uh, that one where she talks about the guy with the good hair, um, the hella good hair. Excuse hella good you, hair. sir. <laughs> she's talking about Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> we brought it back. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. I'm proud of you. 
right. Sometimes, no, I, I, sometimes the magic happens, and here come the sequels. Personally, I, I do really enjoy the music selection in this. Uh, it's pretty clear that, that it was it was a very specific vision by uh, Stephen Capel. And and, um, and it's it, it's not like a Suicide Squad situation where it's like right. the most dumb, They're just shoehorning and just stuff, beating it over of. your head uh, nonsense. It plays for. 10 seconds then it's like oh okay like it didn't feel like a a guardians of the galaxy ripoff it just felt like oh these are i i feel like you're just choosing too many songs sure i I I would argue this this moment would be more powerful if it were just orchestral i don't know i i would argue a lot of that just has to do with your kind of personal preference um there's a lot of musical moments that really work for me in this movie well like i said I, i didn't find it that i i didn't i don't remember that being a criticism i had of the first one Sure, sure. So even outside of the Rocky movies, just as the Creed movies. And I think that that speaks to to one thing is the fact that this is a – we use this every now and then. It's a a big word, guys. Buckle up um, because it sounds very pretentious, and we promise we're not trying to be. uh, But it is an Subversion. Oh. (laughs) Oh, you you subverted my – what I was – it's an it's an auteur film for sure. Um, it's it's you know it's got like a, a very he, Stephen Capel Jr. has got a very specific vision. And I guess that's probably not exactly what the definition of auteur is, but generally the, there's there's a very clear kind of angle we're taking with this. It's got an extremely distinct visual style in terms of the way the camera. To, and I, I want to talk about the uh, kind of cinematography. Another word that we don't really like have any authority to speak on, but we like to talk about it anyway. Um, it's got a very distinct visual style. Um, the the soundtrack the music choice kind of just just everything about it it feels very much like a filmmaker's movie yeah um it's a it's a film it's and that's not something we get to look at a whole lot which is nice yeah um and i i think i think that is an element that that works in its favor in that regard i i re- I, I quite like the soundtrack to this and the this the soundtrack in mind with the score i will say um I, I thought about bringing this up, uh, but didn't because I like the rest of the soundtrack so much, uh, as as my worst thing. But it's just such a like small element overall. Oh yeah, you still passed on your worst thing. I thought I came back around to it. Did I not? What did you say it was? Maybe I didn't. Yeah. No, you thought you could weasel your way out Are of this you sure? one. Sure. I swear I came up with something. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm adjusting my position. Oh no, because you, you, you shifted into your. So maybe I will say this is my worst thing. And you, you know, Unless you know I already I said that? I had a worst thing. If you think Tyler has a worse thing for Creed 2, you're living in an effing dream world. <laughs> I was going to say, if you think Tyler has a worse thing for Creed 2, you haven't been paying attention. Somehow oh. Zack Snyder was able to one-up himself in terms of stupid comments. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Batman v Superman came out in 2016. <laughs> it's 2019! <laughs> How did I can't he wait for himself, Snyder. Tyler? I, I can't wait for Snyder's next movie. How did I'm that gonna make happen? you watch it. <laughs> um, I know I was gonna. Hey, Batman vs Superman, another another auteur film. As it I were. don't want to hate the man, but he's not <laughs> helping his cause. Uh, but no, I was gonna say. Um, I, I guess I can't. I swear I said something on my worst thing. I, mu- I must not have. Um, f- your worst but, thing was that you had to watch five Twilight movies and and that's the, the latter three Sean Connery James Bond movies to get here. I agree. <laughs> uh, no, oh, the and Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. How could I forget that, Jim? Yes. 
Uh, my name's not Jim. Um, so... <laughs> Folks, it's 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 one of those situations where we like the movie, so we don't really feel like talking that much about the movie. <laughs> it's a very weird contradiction the, where it's like it, it's we only want to talk about the movie if it's just terrible. The last the last like like you said, just said the last what, what is that it's nine episodes? Yeah, uh, or so uh, of the the podcast have just kind of like turned our brains very much to the oh dear god what have we done to ourselves and now we don't really know what to do with ourselves now that we've actually watched a good movie yeah um and, it, and it's not like breaking dawn part one where where tyler and i are living in a dream world we're living in an effing <laughs> dream world where we're <laughs> like oh my god this is actually kind of good even though it's not really right like exactly. like this movie legitimately good yeah um, I was going to say, I guess I am going with this is my worst thing if I haven't come up with one by now because I don't think I will otherwise. So let's just go with this. Uh, extremely nitpicky, uh, but you could argue it's an important moment. Um, I don't love the way they use the Rocky theme at the end uh, in the, during during the fight. I agree. It's it's not quite... It doesn't quite punch where it needs to, I think. Um, and I don't... Oh, I, pun. Sure, yeah. Here we go. Got a punch uh, pun. I like the bit because like the score has this sort of variation on the Rocky theme and I like it quite a bit that's playing throughout like when he when Creed is finally starting to turn it around yeah. it's kind of a, a darker more more somber version of it um, pretty intense pretty cool uh, but yeah then they they, they blare it and it's, of course it's going to be a great moment when they blare the Rocky theme like you're, you know I'm, I'm not going to complain too much about it uh, but they blare it when he, he punches uh, Drago's son down and so he, he falls to the ground and they play it and it's like oh he did it um, I feel like they could have saved it. Yeah. Um, I feel like they should have saved it for when... I mean, I think they should have saved it for the end when... Um, maybe, like... Well... I almost want to say either A, just don't do it at all, or B, you know, let let it let it have its own score, or B, use it during the montage earlier. Yeah. Um, I don't. I just don't know if it really works out. Yeah. Uh, during the fight, it's it's just kind of a strange place to it, and they don't play it for. It's it's almost a little bit like they're like, oh, we have to get this in here somehow. Let's throw it in there. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of like they, it almost feels like there's an alternate edit of the movie where that just is isn't playing. there. Oh yeah, yeah, that too. And Sylvester Stallone um, walked in and said, "Guys, <laughs> come on." It it feels like it should either be playing much longer or it should just not be there. Yeah. Um. So that's a minor gripe. I, it's still a nice moment to, to watch. It just doesn't quite hit the same way. Or I think it, it maybe could. If you don't want to play it during the movie, play it. Well, just have the Rocky theme playing during the credits. Yeah, there you go. Like leave on a good note. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, minor gripe, but I I think that they probably could have hit that a little bit better. Um, let's break down Adonis's kind of arc. Sure. Um, I didn't find it quite as emotionally resonant as the first one. Um, I believe we, we saw this in the theater together, and I believe I was telling you this like right after mm-hmm. we walked out of it. Um, so basically, just in case y'all haven't seen the first Creed in a while, or you just don't, you haven't seen it at all. Like I probably need a recap. <laughs> like basically, Creed you know boils down his arc in the first one to i have to prove i'm not a mistake right because obviously he's apollo's illegitimate son um so he's trying to prove his his worth and that he deserves the name creed 
Right. Um, and in this one, they keep it kind of a mystery in terms of, like, why are you getting into this fight with Drago? Like, you have everything. He's got nothing to lose. Like, I don't know why you're risking this. Mm-hmm. Um, and even after he loses, it's still like, why Why do you want to get back into the ring with him? And so, yeah. it, you know, he has to sit down with Bianca and be like, you know, you, you wouldn't be worth anything to anyone if you weren't able to do what you love doing. Right. And that's that's what I have to do because basically he he loves boxing and that's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. That's his passion. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Makes yeah. sense. I don't find it as emotionally resonant. Sure. Um and I I would argue that <laughs> and it's, really and it's, nice it's a we... difficult tightrope because so much of the the baggage that comes with Apollo Creed died, I'm having to live up to his legacy. So much of that's taken care of in the first movie. Right. right. And now you're bringing in, like, the other half of that, which is the guy who killed him? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's It, it feels like... Uh, it feels a little bit been there, done that to me. Sure, sure. Not enough to, be, to completely write this movie off as just completely unnecessary. Like... Mm-hmm. It's it has a purpose. Yeah, um, and I, I would argue as well that I think there's there's a good, uh, you know, kind of angle to it as far as it's not so much just about Creed. It it is also very much about Rocky, mm-hmm. um, and and them in conjunction. And it's it's about the parallels between them in terms of like Rocky being in kind of an absent father. Uh, not, I guess that's not really the the right use of the term, but like in the sense that he's he's not really seeing his family these days. Yeah, living alone. Oh, I um, love that scene where he he's at Adrian's grave and he's like, you know, I, I've tried picking up the phone so many times, but I don't know what to say. Yeah, what do I yeah. what do, what do I talk to him about? And the the scene where, where where Rocky's like, oh, you know, fighting Drago's son, like that's not smart. And Creed is like, you want to talk about not smart? What about living alone? Like he's well, he's taking care of you. Well, that's a nice little 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 bit of retconning because it it addresses the. What should feel like an obvious, you know, quote unquote plot hole if you're uh-huh. like a stupid internet armchair critic. Sure. Um, Again, which, the which franchise. We are, um, the franchise has never become a victim of its own popularity, and right. therefore it doesn't have a toxic fan base, yeah. to my understanding. That's true. Um, <laughs> you haven't gone to the right fan sites. <laughs> uh, RockySucks.org. <laughs> no, no, it's specifically Rocky. Rocky2Sucks.org. Oh, I don't, oh I don't know. okay. There we go. <laughs> Uh, but it, it it does address like oh and yeah in the first Creed movie Rocky had cancer and he was dying why didn't he contact his son right it addresses that and it builds that into his character yes so that he he just can't talk to him yeah um yeah it's 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 really nice and I I think that there are some parallels it's parallel- almost I like these movies care about continuity a little bit a little bit and I. I it's really nice when we have a movie because I think this this joke started back with um, it, it might have come from somewhere else, but I think we started it specifically back when we reviewed like Batman Forever, or maybe Batman or Robin, about uh, a movie being about family, where that's just kind of like a vague thing people yeah. like to throw as a label onto movies or like creative writers like to be like, oh well, the movie's about family. It's, if that's just, it's like it's, if you're like, what's the theme of the first Transformers movie? Um. <laughs> Good versus evil. Yeah, like it's 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 one of those things where you just kind of throw it out there because you don't actually the male have... patriarchy. <laughs> Fair cuts to um, Shia LaBeouf. 
Uh, but it's one of those things where you he don't really... not divide us, Tyler. <laughs> you don't really have a, um, like, a strong, real, like, theme or anything. It's just like, well, there's characters, and they like each other, and they go through some hard times, and they still like each other. So it's about family. Whereas this is literally about, like, it's, it's about Creed living up to his father's legacy while trying to figure out what legacy he's setting for his own child. Yeah. It's, it's Rocky trying to well, kind of... Well, it's also about terms building that, something and looking back yes. at your legacy and, like, what that physically amounts to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the... the that, that's also something that they, that they address in this movie. Now that I'm you know, thinking about kind of all the pieces that are put together mm-hmm. for Adonis versus the last movie. But this one, he, you know, didn't he have some line where he's like, you know, before it was just all about me. Now it's it's more than just me that I'm fighting yeah. for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's there. And, and it's there. Talk about, what's, what's the line he has he, when he's looking at the, the trophy case? Um, I, f- I forget exactly what, but there there's some reference to the fact basically that like, the trophy case is nice, but it's not, you know, having loved ones, and, and it's, yeah. it's it's not. There's there's so much more to it, and I mean that's uh, that's I think a powerful thing of like he's talking to Rocky, and he's like, hey, or Rocky's like, you know, basically trying to figure out sort of his motivation for fighting and everything, and he was like, well, I you know I was scared, like it's you know, yeah, sort of he was he was afraid of 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 the legacy that he was he was leaving behind and that he was trying to to take up and that sort of thing, and kind of trying to become his own person and and he was scared because obviously this this man's father killed his father yeah. um it's, well there's it's also all... there's a logic to because i i feel just like on a superficial level some people might look at rocky abandoning adonis and be like no he, he you shouldn't do that that's a very stupid move why are you doing mm-hmm. that uh-huh. but it comes from a very human character place where he's like number one when i fought ivan like that messed me up irreparably yeah. I cannot watch that happen to you. Yeah. Or I can't be a part of that. And also, well, there's... And then there's also... Adonis goes, you fought him. Why are you not giving me this chance? And then Rocky's like, well, that's because I felt this immeasurable guilt because I should have thrown in the towel. Right. Like, there's, like, there's um, an actual conversation between the which, two of them. It's not just a shouting match. Like, they actually... Like, each of them delivers their points. We'll, we'll have to touch on that and with the Dragos in a second because... Yeah. That is comes back and they best brought back way. Drago's wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> I mean, probably Sylvester Stallone. This movie brought back Drago's wife and Milo Ventimiglia. <laughs> this is the greatest movie ever made. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, the if you think the, that Drago's the... wife hasn't killed people. <laughs> You have a problem. There's also the, the... I didn't finish it. We're fine. Continue. Disagree. There's also the uh, the line that they have where um, created... Or the best part is she's like a Soviet Union I'm, communist weirdo, I'm so she probably did kill people. paying attention to the things you're saying. Uh, the best part... or You say these things and you put my the words in my brain... I, you, you, you cause me problems. You give me, you give me headaches. Um... The line I was talking about is that Creed, he's talking with Rocky when he's trying to convince him to, to train him. Rocky's like, I'm not going to do that. And Rocky's like, this guy's dangerous. And Creed's like, what, you don't think I'm dangerous? Like, what, what's that about? Um, and then they kind of play back to that at the during the fight where, where Rocky's like, you've got this, you're, you are dangerous. And yeah. it's sort of like he's, he's 
fighting the way he wants. Like he's no longer fighting out of out of this fear and out of this like obligation to be like I have to take on this guy because I have to live up to my father and I have to prove to the world that I'm I can do this and that I am the champion and all that stuff. It's that on top of, um, or that instead of at the end where he's he's fighting for himself and he's fighting for the love of boxing and for his family and to sh- to kind of create that legacy for himself and be his own man. And now now he's doing that, you know. In 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 the way where he can he feels ready to kind of resume the way he was fighting before. Yeah, and it's you know I, I it's just a really good sort of I I feel like it's a pretty subtle arc and, and maybe maybe you could argue it could be a little stronger it could be a little more emotional but I think the general gist of it in terms of just all the ways and especially through like Michael B Jordan's acting and everything that they they line up these moments where we may not necessarily get an insight into everything that's going on inside his head, mm-hmm. but there's so many moments that we get that are just really strong. I mean, everything he's, every time he talks with uh, Rocky, basically it's, yeah. it's just it's great just, stuff. Just for me, every time Michael B. Jordan gets angry, I'm like, yeah. I, I, I feel it. Like when, <laughs> when he's just laying there on the hospital bed and he mm-hmm. just looks at Rocky and he's like, you here to pick up the pieces? Like, yeah. or, or Arguably, my second favorite moment of the movie, since I already picked a specific <laughs> moment for my best thing, is when in, in the final fight when he's on the ground and he's he's almost down for the count and he just starts punching the ground yep. like yep. just full of frustration at himself and he's like, "I'm not going down like this." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's almost as good as the moment in in the first Creed where where he kind of snaps out of a coma when when we kind of flash to to Apollo. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as good, Tyler. <laughs> almost. Um, what did I give the first Creed? I think we both gave it A minuses. Let me check that again. That sounds right. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Our grades for all of the Rocky movies were the same, if I recall. Oh, right. Yeah. might be the one to change that. Breaking of tradition. Um,. Anyway. Breaker of Chains. Accurate. I was going to say... Did I mention Dark uh, Phoenix is coming out June 7th? No, I don't think you did. Oh, okay. Well, Dark Phoenix is coming out June 7th. <laughs> that's, good. that's good info. <laughs> Keep me posted. Uh, We're seeing that is there movie any way to Tyler? get it sooner? We're seeing that movie, Tyler. We should do a podcast on it when it comes out, because nobody's <laughs> going to care about it by the time it comes out on Blu-ray. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, nobody cares about it now, <laughs> but... <laughs> they're also not going to care about it then. Yeah. No, nobody, nobody's going to be like, they're going to be mad at our hot takes of X-Men Dark Phoenix <laughs> when we immediately see it after going to the theater. They're go- the only hot takes we could have is, this movie's incredible, and then people are just going to kind of give us a side eye and, and walk away slowly. And just be oh, like, I, don't know. Oh, I don't know what this is about. You're those kind of people. <laughs> and they just slowly back away. Um. We had a good train of thought, Roland. It's a good movie. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I I like how the movie, you know, no pun intended, but kind of intended. It it doesn't sure. pull its punches with regards to number one, the the violence of the fights, and then number two, his mm-hmm. daughter actually being deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something I was really worried about in particular when um. They never really address that again, do they? I, I was I wasn't thinking about that in terms of like, for some reason I thought I remembered a moment in the movie after like before rewatching it. I thought I remembered a moment where they were kind of like, oh no no she can she can actually hear, 
Um, no, but they never, they never. I mean, they don't necessarily say that because, like, they say, "Oh, well, you know, the, we're trying to run additional tests or whatever." And yeah. they, they don't. They just kind of leave it at that, and then they leave it at the moment. I assume this is where you're going with Rocky being like, "Are you going to love her anyway?" And he's like, "Duh!" Like, what are you, what well, are you talking they, about? They have the test, and yes, like it's pretty yeah. conclusive. No, the 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 test immediately after the 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 doctor lady is like. You know, I mean, like, it's pretty... She's pretty young. That's not necessarily, like, a hard set sign. Like, oh. they, they, they fade out the dialogue a little bit. Oh, I thought um, I thought the idea was, like, you know, it's kind of... Yeah, we, we can run some more tests, and it's not 100% confirmed. But I, I thought I just know, based well, on Adonis, like, Michael B. Jordan's, like, reaction when he's looking at Tessa Thompson, there's yeah. just tears in his eyes. Yeah. Like, I thought it was just like, okay, yeah, she's going to be deaf. That's well, my, I think that's the takeaway I the, had. The idea, I think, t- to me at least, was that a I you think know, it would be a lot braver if they just made her deaf. Sure, and and that's but that's the thing is that they don't they don't say she's not. They say sometimes people have to live with stuff like this. For their, and, yeah. and that that that's such an excellent line from Rocky where he's like, um, what is it? Uh, she, you know, you, she's not going to feel sorry for herself, so you better not like. Yeah. She, this is what she's gonna have to live with. You're gonna love her anyway. It's gonna be okay. Like you have to, you have to learn to accept that. If, because like at that point, in the, that that scene is after the the test, and so they're they're still kind of like, well, you know, she, you know, there there might still be a chance here, but they never they never come back to that and be like, never mind, she's she's fine, she can hear, you know, everyone everything is great. They don't really address it, and maybe, you know, it, it still works out like with, uh, at least at least to the extent that they can treat her like like Tessa Thompson is able to hear and everything. Like we don't. We don't really well, address that so much as... For now. For now, yes. Um, but the point is we don't address that so much as the idea of just like bringing up this this kind of pretty tough but very real-life issue that that's a lot of parents end up having to deal with where there's yeah. something... Their child has some sort of issue that you know they're never going to grow out of and it's like the child is going to live with that. You have to as well. Like You, you, know, you have to learn to... It feels like a step that. up from Rocky 2 in terms of... Well, that movie starts off with with Rocky proposing, and then Adrian gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a step up in terms of in that movie she goes into a coma. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, oh, there's like actual medical based stakes. Yeah. Um, but then she's just fine. Right. Whereas in this one, it's like, no, they're they're, they're potentially long term yeah. consequences. Less. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sort of a more nuanced, realistic. Not even realistic, I guess, but a more nuanced, um, almost like kind of lower stake issue. Yeah. But it's 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 also at the same time like a, a permanent, real problem that that is kind of impacting these characters. And so yeah, yeah, it's 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 a nice way of of kind of growing from here's some sort of contrived drama for for as much as we both like Rocky too. Here's some kind of contrived drama in order to to punch up kind of what's happening here, yeah. As opposed to this being more feeling a lot more real and feeling a lot more grounded, uh, well, because of that, and, and because that's the world that they're kind of living in. Yeah, I mean, Adrian going into a coma is is totally a plot device. That's all to sure force Rocky into a uh, lowest possible position and, in terms of giving up on wanting to fight Apollo again. Which which kind of leads into one of my I think favorite things that sounds kind of dumb. It maybe is a little dumb, but I kind of love it. Oh, you mean um, bringing and, back Drago and actually using no. footage from Rocky Four and making it work? 
There's some they set up those those fake HBO like documentaries like yes. before the fight and they're using actual footage that's used in that movie and it totally uh-huh. works. Uh-huh. They use like only cuts that are like from beside the ring. Yeah, so yeah. it makes it look like oh the the cameraman like shooting at the fight they got that. It's mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. like movie logic where yes. it's like oh there's no way a guy could have gotten that shot. Right. Like that's that's totally in the world of the movie right. not right. Yeah. That that this movie has a couple of great. There's some weird little great sort of media film manipulation bits where they yeah. they have the yeah they have the interviews with Michael B. Jordan and um, Ivan Drago's son uh, where they they're both like sitting down in front of the camera with the HBO logo in the bottom and that's just that is what we're we're not watching it through TV like that is yeah. the film for the moment yeah and they're giving an interview about this fight which is really interesting like that's a, it's a it's really cool to see movies do stuff like that. Um, there's, I think I'm missing one towards the end where they do something similar, but I'm I'm also thinking of there's one where there's this kind of crazy editing thing and a pretty powerful moment in the movie where right after he's been knocked out and he's uh, Creed's come home and he's kind of trying to recover and do therapy, uh, he goes into the pool and he's like swimming in the pool. Yeah. And when he swims underwater, this conversation between uh, Tessa Thompson, what's her character, her name? B Bianca. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Bianca and Marianne are having a conversation about him kind of processing this and the fact that he's not really the same person right now. Right. Um, and when he goes underwater, their conversation gets muffled. Yes, I, I did it's notice this that. really cool little like a like effect thing. And then, of course, that ends in him screaming underwater after they're kind of like, well, he's just going to have to learn to deal with this. Like, there's there's a lot of neat little things. Uh, kind of goes back to what I was saying about this. It is a film. Like, it is kind of artful. There's yeah. there's neat stuff there. There's some um, thought put into it. It's not just mm-hmm. like a lazy hack. We, we got a yes man to do whatever we wanted. And that's exactly what I was going to say earlier. Um, I really appreciate We talked about this with the, the Twilight series, that... The first first Twilight movie. Oh God! Don't don't bring <laughs> me back. Don't don't drag me back in. For just the first one. The first one was directed by Catherine Hardwick, and then after that, they seem to kind of just get a lot of sort of just random random white dudes that they pulled from the crowd. <laughs> um, they're just like, yeah, you direct this movie, it's fine. Um, I really appreciate, and I I get the feeling that maybe Sylvester Stallone like. And Ryan Coogler was still an executive producer on this, so both of them probably wouldn't have let it happen any other way. I really appreciate that this was not some movie directed by, again, talking about the strangulation of of franchise, franchises by Hollywood. Uh, it was directed by uh, a black director. Like, I appreciate that a lot. Um, yeah. And the fact that they, they were like, yeah, you know, we're going to con- kind of continue on. This is a story with a black protagonist. Much in the same way, Twilight is a story about a female protagonist. Like you don't have to, you don't have to do that with a movie. You don't have to right. like say this movie is about a person of this, you know, gender or co- color or heritage or what have you. So we need to get someone who is of that. But it is, it is like especially. I mean, it's it's like if you're not going to give those opportunities to people of that color or gender or what have you, you know, who when are they going to get opportunities? Like are yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's that's a nice. Well, it's, I, a, it's a moment where they very easily could have gone the route of we're just going to hire you know some guy out of the yeah the machine and he's well, going to turn out this movie for us again. Not really a victim of its own success. It it it's done well. It's been well enjoyed. It's not gotten so big that a franchise has grabbed onto it and decided we're going to make you just like give us all the money out of this. Yeah. Well. 
Yeah, Sylvester Stallone co-wrote the script, and there's like a few mm-hmm. other writers on it. But it's one of those cases where I can't imagine Sylvester Stallone writing dialogue for some of these characters. Sure. Just because he's an old white guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's no, true. So, like, like Adonis and, and Bianca, they have like... They do have specific ways of talking. They use they use certain slang words and yeah. you know colloquialism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I feel like yeah, just just having someone, particularly uh, Stephen Kimball Jr. I would imagine, and I've only seen like a couple of interviews with him. I think he's around the ages of Michael B. Jordan and Tessa mm-hmm. Thompson. Yeah, he seems fairly young. So it helps that they have pretty much someone who's on their level in terms of mm-hmm. just age and just general experience. Right. I'm talking right. about like world experience, not like professional. Sure. Obviously <laughs> they've done more than him. Sure. Um, but I think that's just kind of helpful to the actors. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. Maybe. No, I, I, I agree. I agree completely. Again, we're it's, a couple, it's the thing of... We're, we're a couple it... of white millennials <laughs> talking about um, a boxing movie. Like Correct. Who, but it's who the cares? thing of... If if you want to get in, especially with movies where it can be very difficult to portray the inside of the head of your main I, character, I feel like it would have been very easy to turn a lot of the African American characters into caricatures. Yes, just taking sure. the first movie for granted, not realizing what made that movie work, mm-hmm. and just being like, "Eh, they can just do whatever; it's fine." Right, and, I, and again, I think a lot of the credit goes to. Ryan Coogler and Sylvester Stallone. I, I think the both the both of them were still very heavily involved in this. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Stallone even more so. Um, and so I'm sure that they very much wanted to preserve that kind of heart and that kind of uh, realism. It feels and, and real. Mm-hmm. Very Despite much. Despite so. the terrible green screen, for the most <laughs> part, it feels real. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, so that's just something I, I appreciate because, and, and like you're saying, like I, I think the characters probably could have turned into caricatures if they'd just been like. All right, now we need to make money off this thing. Get yeah. out! I I don't think Sylvester Stallone directing directing probably would have worked very well. Um, as as great of an, as an actor as he is in this, it would have been a better. I think you could have swung that better than anyone else. Um, I think on a technical like, level, I think he would have done better. You think so? I well, it it's weird. I I think there's a lot of cool little touches to the movie, like like you said, like the the sound design, having it you mm-hmm. know muffle when the the voices muffle when when he goes underwater. There's a lot of they do a lot of that as well with Bianca. The way she, they shoot the fights, and... the impact shots, like when when Adonis gets punched in the ribs, and just yes. the sound effect of his ribs breaking and and him just falling to the ground, like all of that just works so well and is it... so visceral. Um, that shot, that shot of him when he's on his knees, and yeah. uh, or after, yeah, after that hit where he's on his knees, and then Drago's son punches him out while yeah. he's down, like that's a super powerful shot. Which originally, I'm not sure how I felt about that plot point, because mm-hmm. um, it just felt kind of cheap, and I'm like, oh, sure. this is just a way to differentiate itself from the other movies. So instead of him, you know, he loses spiritually, but not actually, right, within the rules of boxing, eh. I don't know how I feel about it's, it. It's kind of just like... Well, it's really... I think, I mean, the main purpose is just so that they can have the rematch. And yeah. There's a reason to have them, the rematch. Yeah. And not for Creed to just be like, well, I guess I'm never going to do this again. Yeah. Well, it also, like, it, it helps to further his his humiliation and his embarrassment. Yes. It's not like he just lost. Yes. It's that he technically won, but he didn't really win. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a fake win. Mm-hmm. 
There's fake news and there's fake wins, Tyler. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is a fake win. <laughs> um, but I really like the brutality of the fights. Mm-hmm. That being said, something about this movie rings as not memorable to me. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's just the plot just feels like all sure. of the Rocky sequels merged into one. I, I don't know if it's something on a technical level. I don't know. But for some reason, this movie doesn't stand out in my mind as much as I feel like it should. Sure. What's well, I See, that's interesting because I don't remember that much about the first one. Um, the first one stands out to me more. I remember enjoying that a lot, but I, this one this one sticks with me a lot. Like, I, I remembered most of the movie... In, by the time we rewatched it here, I felt like, um, I don't know. I, I, this one I think will stick with me a little bit more. And I, I think, I mean, a lot of that has to do with the direction. I think there's a lot, this, it, in a good way, this movie almost feels like the entire movie is a trailer. Yeah. Um, it's, it, you know, it's got that sort of, it may almost be too much, uh, in terms of like every shot feels epic. Uh, it feel, it feels sort of Shakespearean, um, but like I said, there's, there's some other CG stuff. CG in them fights, though. Sure, sure. Shakespearean, as I said. That um, I will say that that final shot of Rocky in, sitting outside of the ring, like just slowly sitting down with his hat mm-hmm. on, just kind of mm-hmm. taking in the experience of Creed winning and the crowd rushing into the ring. Mm-hmm. That was that was extremely well done. I I feel like. F- 50% of this movie would make an excellent background <laughs> like like desktop background <laughs> yeah uh like there's there's that there's the 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 shots of him kind of a lot, a lot of what he's doing in the desert uh, specifically with him running um and yeah, sort of the general really way they the shoot the desert that um, that that whole that's a very interesting way to to make it to differentiate it a little yes. bit kind of flips the script from the instead of training in the snow training in the yeah the the desert um, well, just just the, the visual of him having literally a hammer and just <laughs> throwing it into the ground like that's yeah. that's great that's pretty cool there the, it's really it's really creative uh sort of exercises and stuff um, yeah yeah it's really neat where, where he has to step one foot in with in the tire with the other guy yeah and and boxing that's great um well also it's all about it's all about how much pain you can take yes and so i i've I don't know, Michael B. Jordan somehow is just able to sell pain very well. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is about the, just the his thing he's doing. The, the thing, the, whatever it is he's doing with it, where the next exercise where he's yeah. lifting up the the weights. He's got like the leather head. strap over his head with two weights hanging off the sides, and he's just yes. having to force his neck up. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty intense. Um, yeah. yeah, I just I feel like there's uh, like. In general, the direction there's a ton of really cool shots of that are are like I think there's multiple times that he has a conversation with Rocky that starts with kind of his perspective and swivels or at least I know I remember memorably the very uh, first one where Rocky walks into the room he Rocky walks in and starts talking we don't see him we're watching Michael B Jordan Rocky starts to we start to see him in the mirror the mirror or the camera oh, starts to Oh that's a whole one take that that starts it's, off it's at the very beginning of the movie with one uh, take. Bianca walking into the room like yeah. it starts off yeah. like Oh a, I, I guess I didn't even catch that. Oh yeah yeah, right. yeah that's a very full extended shot and it's supposed to call back to the one take um fight in the first movie sure. and I don't think this one's as impressive but it's still pretty cool. Yeah it's it's again like you were saying with the sound design the the way that characters will talk out of a scene and then sort of walk into scene and all that yeah. 
It's really interesting. It's really it's really compelling. Um, yeah, the, the movie they do that... seems to be very conscious of framing. Yes, they do that often with the way that like the camera will be on the face of someone who is walking towards the camera, yeah. and so it'll kind of follow them that way, and then you will kind of turn and spin and see who we're actually talking to and that there's a lot of really cool stuff with that um i i don't know nearly enough to like speak to i don't know what all it means or like what why people use these things but i know it looks darn cool (laughs) 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 the the great words of Zack snyder it looks cool (laughs) that's a cool shot there there's some good stuff with fair enough there's some good stuff with (laughs) the the uh creed uh, mural outside of the the Delphi uh, or boxing yeah. academy or uh, gym, um, where the you know Creed standing in front of that. There's the one where he's driving off away from it after talking to Little Duke, and like it's it's the image talking. of the Dragos standing at the Philadelphia courthouse. Yes, with the Rocky statue. It's it's genuinely unnerving. Like that was <laughs> that was unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. And and what do we say his name was? Florian. Yes. Is that right? Uh, his Victor. Yeah, his performance. He. It's it's very uh mountain from Game of Thrones vibes <laughs> of just like this is just a very large terrifying man. Yeah. Who sells being large and terrifying very well. Um, and of course, then he he gets a lot more humanized by the end, and that's excellent. Um, I love I love when they confront Rocky at Adrian's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that whole scene's great, and and Draco he 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 does his little villain monologue where he lays out like his his yes. history, and he's like, you know, everyone in Russia hated me after that. Like, mm-hmm. you got to go home with glory and brain damage. Everyone hated me. <laughs> My life sucks. <laughs> Um, yeah, and the the little parting remark he has about it, he's like he sees a picture of Creed up and he's like that's a nice picture. Yeah, and he just walks away. Well, I, I I really like how he goes. Oh, there's no pictures of me up here. There's no mm-hmm. pictures of our fight. Where are those? Mm-hmm. And then Rocky's like, oh, we don't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he was basically going that wasn't a fight. That was yeah. That's that's not. We don't talk about that around the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Um, but then, in general, they, they have the the scene later where they see um, Ivan's wife again. Yeah. And everyone's performance there is great, and and the son kind of freaks out. I do kind of wish they explained what her position was, because I don't sure. know if they're talking to like the heads of whatever their boxing league is, mm-hmm. or. If it's the actual government, it's the Russian mafia. Because I don't actually know how the Russian government currently operates. Sure, and sure. I don't know if the movie's kind of just expecting us to know that. Because yeah, since the fall of the Soviet Union, I don't know exactly how much different Russia is now versus then. Sure, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. It's it's a, it's kind of a strange scene, but and, I think and, it's and like his his wife showing up at the fight and then leaving, like I get that from an emotional perspective, but like was she there to be like, oh, if if you, uh, you know, Ivan, if 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 your son wins the fight, you get a job in the government. Like I don't I don't know exactly what <laughs> I the, think... I don't know what the stakes are for that uh, besides the emotion. Sure, I think pretty safely it can be said for that that that's just like. 
they were trying to redeem themselves in her yeah. eyes, and and specifically that's 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 what, it's such a brilliant like uh, there to to kind of bring up a term because for some reason we've gotten very political over uh, the crimes of Grindelwald and Creed Two. Um, yeah, because J.K. Rowling doesn't know how to talk politics. Sure. Um, but to, to bring She's not up the... very subtle when she has a literal nuclear bomb in her movie. And the bomb was Fantastic Beasts, the crime <laughs> of the world. The bomb was the movie. The, the, it's, uh, yeah. um, now I'm just imagining uh, Batman and Robin, you know, Bane, when he's going, bomb, and he's putting the bombs down, and just, bomb, and it's Fantastic Beasts, the crimes of Grindelwald, bomb, the Hobbit trilogy, bomb, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Like... And it was Warner Brothers just superimposed over Bane's head. Sure, sure. I'm okay with this. Who's Poison Ivy? Uh, Justice League, I don't know. I thought you were going to say Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Subverting, it's fine. She's, she's, she's a, she seems like a good woman. She's an SJW <laughs> hack, I don't know. <laughs> um, stupid. No, I was going to say to 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 bring up the the much maligned but uh useful, I think, term uh toxic masculinity. Um the fact that the end of this movie, first of all, is the callback of Ivan Drago throwing the towel in for his son who is getting beaten to a pulp by yes. Creed's son. Like that's excellent. Yes. That's that's such a I totally was not seeing it coming until like right then, like right when he gets up, I was like, "Holy crap, that's genius. I don't know why I didn't like that's amazing." Yeah. Uh, also, I think the only fight in the Rocky franchise, to my knowledge, that doesn't end with someone getting knocked out and or them surviving all 15 rounds. Correct. So, that's neat. Um, but the fact that afterwards, I, J- Ivan's like, it's okay. Like, I'm I'm sorry. I, You know, you can tell it's kind of like, I pushed you too hard. Um, oh, you mean it's almost like Ivan Drago had a character arc? Yes. And it, it's it's him realizing Who that saw he's, that coming. I know it's him realizing that he, he's putting Drago's his son. Ivan Drago's wife comes back. Milo Ventimiglia comes back. Ivan Drago has a character arc. It's ridiculous. He's, he's putting his son in the the same position he was put in, and he's setting him up for failure. And he's like, I need to open up to him and be like, Hey, it's okay. You don't have to win every fight. You don't have to be the machine. Like that's excellent and then they the the shot of them running at the end where 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 drago's training with ivan's training with his son yeah and um it's just a nice little setup and payoff because the first time we see him running ivan's chasing him down with a car yeah he's like yeah. if i tell when i tell you to run faster you run faster yeah it's like you hack but then and, at the end, so it's like, oh, they're running together. They're running together. We're, we're seeing Ivan doing a little bit of. He's he's doing the running that we we you know we used to see Rock and Cree do all the time. And there's this nice little moment where his son looks over at him and it just has this the slightest little smile, like his, his face kind of lights up a little bit. He's like, he's like, hey, you know what? Maybe this is okay. Um, it's so beautiful and sort of <laughs> it's so nice and heartwarming and just sort of, like it. It doesn't feel super cheesy or anything. Like it, they don't. Again, we don't really spend too much time with them almost. Like, they, they, they keep them in the background enough. I think they're in of... it just enough. Exactly. And and so they just... It's just this nice little sort of, like, catharsis of, like, hey, they realized, let's stop making the same mistakes. Let's let's try to, you know, just live for ourselves a little bit. All right. I got one last thing I want to bring up, but then we can do scores and wrap it up. Sure. I think I've realized my problem with the music. Just bringing okay. it back around. I'm scared. 
They don't play Hearts on Fire. There you go. If they did that literally at any point in the movie, it doesn't matter if it if it works for the scene or not. If they did that literally at any point, <laughs> A plus. It's just playing lightly over this the pool scene. Yeah, he's <laughs> swimming around. <laughs> if they all right, I'll put it to you this way: if they played that during the credits, I I would have been wholly satisfied. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm, I buy it. Hearts on Fire is amazing. I don't care what you say. It's pure <laughs> 80s cheese, and I love it. Fair enough. Um, is there anything else we didn't touch on? I think we got the, the, the gist of it. I'm sure there's a lot we're missing, but in general, I mean, it's the movie is a lot of just very nice moments, I think. It's it's very nice moments that add, add up to, to a very nice, cohesive, tight plot of, of these characters sort of learning to live with all these crazy... Again, it's it's all these things that are like in many ways from this this history of decades of movies yeah. that we're drawing on, and it's it's just insane. I don't know if how you have I, a checklist of plot points and all the references and callbacks that are made within this movie to previous films. You'd be like, "There's no way this movie works." Like it's exactly, just, it's a complete disaster that falls on its face. Yeah, this movie has zero tone issues. Uh huh. And it's a sequel to Rocky Four, <laughs> and it's taking itself seriously. It's, it's a sequel to two movies at the same time. Yeah, but but like, it has a sense of humor, but it's it's serious enough. Like it it balances all that so well. Yes, it does kind of bug me that they never address uh, Ivan's uh, steroid use in Rocky sure. Four. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We assume it all came out later, and they've they've dealt with it. I don't know. In my day, I had to take drugs. You, you just take giant protein shake. <laughs> it has drugs in it. It has drugs. It has cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> How was that supposed to help? Don't worry. Drink. When I say drink, <laughs> you drink. <laughs> Hey, also, uh, random side note, characters talking in Russian when they're uh, with other characters who talk Russian. Just a mm-hmm. little little favorite of yours. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, it's great when movies think about things. <laughs> it's pretty good. All right, Tyler, give it an A+. Plus. That way I can actually debate what I'm going to give it. <laughs> Read me off the. Let me let me calibrate for oh, a second. Read me God. off the Rocky movie grades because we yeah, need to talk about this to anyway. Do this, this, and you said we we did, gave every movie the same grade, correct? Same grade, so I don't have to do. I don't have to be like both of us gave this one of the. Uh. Yeah. All right. Rocky A plus. Rocky two A. Rocky mm-hmm. three C plus. Rocky four C minus. Rocky five D plus. Rocky Balboa B plus. Creed A minus. I'm gonna go ahead and grade it. If you know, if you if you if you're if you're stuck. give give me your grade. I'm curious. I'm going B. I think I'm going A. Okay. I'm not. I, it, and I think it has to do with a little bit of what you were saying about. And I I feel bad because I I feel like we've just or at least I've just been gushing it the whole time. And I I guess I don't really need to justify an A grade if I've just been just gushing over it the whole time. Because um, that's still very good. Um, at least on our scale. But, like, I think it does have to do with the fact that uh, Creed's 
arc I think is, is maybe not quite as well defined as it could be like it, it doesn't quite punch uh-huh. um, where it the way it needs to for me to, to really really love it but there's there's a lot I like about this I, I it's it's almost just sort of a um, an insurance grade because I, I feel like if I give an a plus now I'll look back later and I'll be like I that, that was probably a little bit caught in the moment um, it's a very good movie I really really like it um, I didn't I realize like that it. I don't really really like it. <laughs> I I didn't realize that we gave that middle section of three, four, and five that low grades. Yeah, because um, they're not good. But that's still interesting. That like, and again, it, go, it it almost even furthers my point of, at least in our point of view, you had these two great movies. Uh, like, stop me if you heard this one before. Two great movies. Heard it before. Then a couple of follow ups. Superman Justice League. Two great movies. I think I just had an aneurysm, so <laughs> call the hospital. Two great movies <laughs> followed up by two or three kind of middling sequels that just sort of fall off into more and more just kind of Entertaining but schlock. Yeah, or or just even – I'm saying in general just kind of uh, a slight downward slide. Quality's not really there anymore. Sort of just falls apart. Um, no one really cares about the franchise that much. It doesn't have a con- continuous storyline, you know, follow follow up. Um, then, you you know, it's because like basically at that point, all right. Let, what 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 are my, what are our two comparisons here? Let, let me let me go back to this. Alien, specifically, I'll say the Alien franchise, not necessarily the Predator franchise, because Predator Two I think is generally considered a mixed bag. I'm thinking of more of a general cultural and probably box office. I'm not going to look these numbers up, but probably box office uh, wise. Um, the Alien franchise and the Terminator franchise both. Two critically acclaimed, beloved, classic uh, beginning movies. Alien, you follow up with Alien 3, uh, Alien Resurrection, Alien vs. Predator if you really want to if you really want to go there. Uh I would call Alien vs. Predator the the Rocky Five of that franchise. Yeah, yeah, that that feels about right. Um, <laughs> we're pretty much in line, and so so we hit five movies, right? And then we follow that up with Alien vs. Predator Requiem, Prometheus, and Alien Covenant. Oh yeah, I'm Prometheus and Alien Covenant are trash. I know people like them; they're pretty movies, I guess. Although I don't think it's that remarkable. Um, but man, like. Say say what you will those about those if if you if you really really enjoy those like that's fine that's your opinion but in general but you're wrong that stretch of movie like that's that's you hit that point in the Rocky franchise and then you just make trash from there on out like yeah. like th- that's what it feels like to me at least that's that's my opinion um, Terminator Terminator one Terminator two then you hit Terminator three then you hit Terminator what sal- salvation? salvation is that yes. is that what it's called yeah. And then and then you do Terminator Genesis, and it's which like, is you... also the Rocky Five of that franchise. And it's like, what are you doing with your life? Although Terminator Three could be considered the Rocky Five <laughs> of that franchise. I think we jumped down pretty pretty low there. Yeah. I think I think that was a pretty quick down. And yeah. it's like, so it's like you have this franchise. Oh, I'd take Rocky Three, Four, and Five over Terminator Three, Four, and Five any day. <laughs> Any day. You lose that battle nine times out of ten. <laughs> no, 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 no. You lose it ten out of ten. <laughs> you don't get the one. Um, but See, are you telling me Tim Miller's uh, next uh, Terminator movie that's going to be like Rocky Balboa? 
No, no, no. Is that what you're telling me? That's actually the opposite of what I'm oh, saying. Oh, dear God. I mean, it could. I don't know. But what I'm saying is that um, you have this, this franchise that, for all intents and purposes, was pretty much done. It's dead. There was Bury no it. reason to bring it back. Like, there was no reason we, to bring it back. Uh, who, Fell who, apart a little bit. No one really cared that much. Just let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah, let it let it go. Um, you, you look at other comparisons. You look at that. I mean, you look at Predator. Predator is another one that's that's not. It doesn't really follow that that exactly. But there's been multiple attempts to try and bring that back, and then it just Predator's got an even worse track record because like there's the first one, uh, and then and then you've got Predator Two, which I think is fairly mixed response. And then you're you, you're dealing with the two Alien versus Predators. Predators and uh, the new Predator, none of which have like any sort of appreciation by the media and culture at large. They were very quickly um, dismissed. We'll yes. leave it at that. Uh, and so, like, you look at all these franchises that they they struggle to to bring themselves back to life. Uh, Studio is constantly resuscitating them or whatever. And so you look at this and you're like, of course, if they bring this back, it's gonna flop. It's not gonna, you know. There's no way that's going to work. Um, and then they bring back Rocky Balboa. They bring they do Old Man Rocky, and and generally people appreciate it. Then they bring they they pull this and kind of swerve it into two critically acclaimed. Um, the, what what did you say the scores were for this one? Real quick before I uh, say eighty-four and eighty-one. There you go. Pr- pretty darn good. Um, maybe not critically acclaimed, but uh, pretty good. And I, I'm pretty sure from my understandings that. These movies both are generally very well received, um, and and it's like how how did we save this? <laughs> like yep. this has been this has been over decades, and it, it feels. I mean, I think the I think if you take out Rocky Five, this would be a cohesive narrative. Uh, probably a couple of continuity gaps here and there, but like for the most part, this would feel like an extremely strong arc for this character and then this new character who we're, we're turning the focus to, like. That's really cool. I, Rocky Five, you can skip entirely. I think so. Really, the only question is why did he? Why does he go back to living in like a small apartment in Philadelphia? Sure. And you could just say, after Adrian died, you know, everybody yeah. just kind of left, and he just kind of wanted to go back to something more familiar, so he just left the mansion. Like you, you, you could, you could easily just write that away. Yeah. Random Especially when you open on that movie and he's just exploring his old haunting grounds back when he was yeah. younger. Yeah. Random Rocky note, Five is the, irrelevant. There's there's an image of uh, of Rocky. I, I think it's when he has a conversation about, or I guess quote unquote conversation, which is another thing I think I didn't even really like catch. Like it it just seems so I guess almost obvious to me that I wasn't even thinking about it. But the fact that Creed is going to talk to his dad the same way, like following in the footsteps of Rocky talking to his his uh, beloved deceased. Um, but where where Rocky is, there's a shot where Rocky is sitting in his like folding chair, uh, in the conversation where he he says the thing about uh, picking up the phone all the time, and you know never really knowing what to say. Yeah. Um, and there's a shot of him that's it's it's kind of like a wide shot. It's it's back. It's it almost feels a little bit out of focus, and and it's it's sitting back and just him sitting there, just sort of defeated, in front of Adrian's grave, and it's just amazing. It's it's excellent. Um, very Rocky, good. Film. Rocky is one of my favorite film characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is all. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, 
debate about which is the best film franchise uh, because that kind of plays into the what i was just talking about with all those other ones that are trash (laughs) so back to the future what what are our grades for that lay them on me well just overall averages we should probably just say the the two highest ones arguably are rocky and back to the future Mm -hmm. correct i think so mcu might be a contender i'm not sure I feel like MCU is dragged too down to the middle by all the middling entries in it. Yeah. Back to the Future 1, A- minus from me, A- plus for you. Back to the Future 2, B for me, B- plus for you. Back to the Future 3, B- plus for me, B- plus for you. Yeah. So around A-, minus B plus average. Sure. For sure. the whole thing. Sounds about right. Yeah, I, I think that is... I, that feels like that's got to be the best franchise uh, in terms of consistency. Um, and it's also three. Great. But it's again, it's yeah, it's only three. Um, also, it depends if you want consistency or if you want like, oh hey, we we sunk, we we went, we kind of hit rock bottom, and then we had our triumphant almost uh, Phoenix resurrection, almost like Rocky and I'll or see Creed. you in theaters June seventh, folks. <laughs> Almost like Rocky and or Creed, respectively. Um, mm-hmm. of, it's like of, a metaphor or something. Yeah, yeah. Falling to the ground and getting back up. Um, Rocky's the best franchise we've done. I think it. Might I don't be. even care if it averages out to Back to the Future or something else being better. Rocky's the best franchise. Well, it would it would average out just because we've got those those three middle ones. But like, man, that's good stuff. This movie's been going on for a while. Yep. Like, it's it's just mind blowing. It's it's the the um almost like the hidden gem of Hollywood. Like yeah. it's just like if you look back you're like, "Huh. These are all quite good." Um god. A bunch of crap we've reviewed. <laughs> well, that was the thing like, is that like, like I I we had this revelation. Some crap. I had this revelation. I mean, um, Mission Impossible might be up I there. don't think it's high enough. It's it's no, I think there's there's too much. Middling. It's probably closer to like a B or B minus average, particularly with two and one. Yeah. I mean, if you just look at the grades, that's that's. Um, so I gave two A's and one B to Back to the Future. You gave one A and two B's, correct? Something like that. Whereas Rocky would be now three A's for me. Um, Four what, A's. What Oh, the, oh yeah, that's right. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Four um, for you, three for me. Yeah, and and then, uh, so it's four four A's, two B's, um, two B's, two C's, and a D. That's something like that. Not 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 quite that. It depends. I think on it's which, just one B. No, two B's. Because you have two B's. No, uh, uh, two B's for me, one B for you. Yeah. And then two seasons. This is too deep. complicated. It, but when I'm saying Rocky's general, the best franchise. You look at that. Like, I am locking it in. I don't care what the averages say. I win. But that is, that is clearly the highest average of any franchise that we've done. That is more than three movies. <laughs> like like if we're gonna cut it off. on fire. There, like that's gonna take the cake no matter All wh- of what homework. we're comparing it to. Purchase what? Hearts on Fire on iTunes and yes. download it onto your smartphone or whatever yes that's your required reading for the week you have to pay for it i don't want to i don't want this oh i added it to my spotify playlist no 
I want you to we pay want to for see it. the here come the sequels bump. Send me your that electronic we give things. We will donate 99 cents to the Hearts on Fire Foundation, by which we mean we'll start another iTunes account and buy it again. And then we'll start funding our, uh, our, 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 our private screening of Dark Phoenix. We're going to buy out a whole auditorium. It's going to be embarrassing. Heads on fire? Tyler's not going to even show up for that. It's just going to be me. <laughs> And then you'll the stand up and clap alone in the theater at the end. I'll 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 just have like a little like a, a little lavalier microphone. And I'll just be like, "Hey guys, I'm watching Dark Phoenix. You're gonna get my live reactions to this <laughs> whole like movie." A, like secretly like recording this like undercover operation yeah. type thing. Like you got the yeah yeah. Oh hey, Mystique's dead. That's not a surprise to anyone. <laughs> I'm convinced she's not gonna die. <laughs> very convinced I'm I'm like 90, there, 99% it turns out there's an executive producer credit you weren't aware of it turns out a, a, a guy by the name of Brian Janssen is, is listed <laughs> I don't know apparently he had minor story credit I don't know what's happening <laughs> I'm just imagining this writer's room the, the, assuming that Dark Phoenix had a writer's room which I highly doubt um, <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> Some producers. I just imagine it gets Simon Kimberg and then a mugshot of, of Brian Singer. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. We've gone too far. Swerve, swerve. Um, Allegedly. It's, it, yeah, it's, but it's Simon Kimberg and like some producers and some writers or whatever, and they're, they're sitting in a room. And they're like, all right, we got this script. Yeah, we're working this out. And then this guy, they just, like a, a cool breeze ruffles through the, the, the just random uh, building room. And and then the door cracks open. A man in a in a large trench coat with with a fedora and sunglasses just sidles in, and he just he just drops. He's got gloves on, black gloves on. He just drops a note, and the note just says, uh, "Mystique lives, RJ." <laughs> and then and then he just he just sidles along, uh, opens up the window, slips through. They're on the tenth floor. They look out. He's gone. <laughs> like a shadow in the night. <laughs> like a shadow in the night. <laughs> that all right <laughs> now tyler we need to come up with this fan fiction of how these movies get made like we can totally like like in past episodes you've come up with your idea of like the kids on the playground with, sure. with the directors and like oh tim burton's just there like burning ants or whatever like uh, like you come up with these ideas we need to make like a terrible terrible fan fiction about how some of these movies get a, made a tv show where we could get as many like director cameos as we could possibly manage it's like, like entourage enough but connections. if it didn't suck if it was just like these I've never people trying watched entourage i, I, I don't know <laughs> this is what i've heard these people uh, trying to get like movies made and then just like working with these directors getting in for cameos and stuff yeah like that that I would love to do that like a Dirty Rock style kind of thing or something along those lines like it would make me happy right um what was I gonna say I feel like there's one one last note I had what are we doing next week sir maybe not I don't know um Rocky's next the best week, franchise we're locking it in yeah Oh, I was going to say, I did want to, you, you mentioned, pick of the week. you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned the MCU, um, and I, I want to address that momentarily, we'll, and we'll bring that back up in Endgame, oh boy, will we, uh, but the, 
generally I think our consensus there is that the first two phases are just too inconsistent and or middling and or mediocre and or maybe a little bit bad um I never said those. that I've never uh, said an MCU movie was bad if I uh, if I cared I'm, more I'm hoping if I try hard enough or try little enough Disney will uh, send me checks again they're gonna say Disney will uh, strike you down with lightning unlimited power unlimited power uh, you will become more powerful you will have the ability to save franchises. Um, <laughs> the I have the power. Yeah, the um, MCU. I just I think look at Warner Brothers. Dracarys. <laughs> <laughs> the MCU, <laughs> I think, is is more. Um, it, it, there's just two. Like they they've really pulled the pieces together well by the end of of the of this this infinity saga as it were, um, but I think that there's there's too much where they were just kind of flying by the seat of their pants in the beginning, and and not quite keeping it all contained. Um, we talked about them. Go listen to our podcast about them. That's why we feel that way. They're still good movies. Or don't um, do whatever you want. I that's don't care. fine too. Uh, but yeah, Crimes I think I think that one sucks. I think that one took just a little too long to get rolling for us to to commit to saying that that is our or that is the best franchise. I can I think say it's, it's the best cinematic achievement. Yes, but I'd 100%. be lying. It's Lord of the Rings, or that <laughs> one of them for sure, one hundred percent. But we're talking in the context as well of franchises. Hobbit would be part of that. So. <sighs> That's no. no. I'm just saying we're counting you, Cree you 2 have, Cree we, 2 is we, a we different we disagree on the rules of the game sir we disagree on the rules the of the game when you play the game of franchises they all suck <laughs> <laughs> you either die here or live long enough to see yourself make Terminator Genesis <laughs> alright Tyler what are we reviewing next week Next Since week, it's, our, it's it's we've reached the big one. We've reached it's, 150. It's our big, uh, big 150th spectacular. Uh, for those of you, and I think I brought this up uh, on our uh, seminal Breaking Dawn Part Two <laughs> podcast. Um, it's really the most important episode we de- we've ever done. It's it's the most important episode we've ever done. 100. Um, percent We previously we we began the series. Uh, this 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 whole this whole series with. Uh, the Transformers franchise and we uh, in episode or I think as a special for episode 75 we did a blind commentary for uh, Dark of the Night last uh, moon whatever it was Extinction yeah (laughs) Dark of the Night last moon Extinction Transformers a Michael Bay movie the fifth one the fifth one (laughs) no Shia LaBeouf's not in it (laughs) <laughs> the yeah, so that was for. I mean, Shalabuff's pictures in it. Does that count? There you go. Yeah, the technicality, fine. Tyler. This is all still on the poster. You right? screw up. <laughs> uh, the seventy fifth uh, episode. That's what we did. So uh, to continue, kind of, kind of bringing together the the celebration of the fact that we have been doing this podcast for long enough that two different Transformers movies have come out. Um, we will be doing Bumblebee for episode 150. I think we could actually we actually had an option there. I think it came out in the same weekend as Aquaman, if I'm remembering remembering correctly. Uh, but we're gonna go with Bumblebee there. And so, uh, 
I have no interest in talking about Aquaman, so <laughs> I give it a C. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for our 150th episode, let's make it something interesting and something we haven't seen, as opposed to Aquaman, which I give a C. <laughs> I'm gonna keep reiterating that. I don't care if my mind changes it's... when I watch it. I am giving it a C. <laughs> You're also, like, Dark Man. Phoenix comes out June seventh. You're gonna, you're gonna finish rewatching Aquaman. You're gonna be like, "Man, that was so much better than I gave it credit for." I I feel really, really bad. See, future me is gonna hate past me, but I'm giving it a C. We're locking it in. I should go ahead and write that down in the score sheet do just it. to screw myself. I believe up. in you. Um, I'm not going to do that. But yes, we should we should have special guest Britain lined up again. Uh, we'll see we'll see about special guest Joseph uh, as their names their full names are special guest Britain and special guest Joseph. Um, we'll see we'll see how that works out. Uh, but yeah, we are we are excited we're moving forward. Uh, we'll be I guess to to move a little bit uh, ahead we'll be doing that we'll be doing Aquaman. Uh, after that, as we just discussed, Which I give a C. Is there anything? Because Captain Marvel is not going to be out by then. Is there anything else? I think Captain Marvel. No, it won't be. Uh, is if there we anything want else? to do into the Spider Verse? I don't know. I feel if like we, we got to. I feel like movie let's, rule. let's put a pin in that for now because I feel like there's other animated movies we would need to tackle. We could do a run of animated movies that are catch-up movies for other franchises. We'll talk about that. Um. Mask of the Phantasm has to be on that list. Yeah, well, yes, that's what I'm, that's basically what I'm getting at. Um, <clears throat> and we will then be tackling. We're not doing the Clone Wars animated movie. So Absolutely can I not. can I can I give a sneak peek ahead into? I don't care if it was released theatrically. Can I give a sneak peek? I'm ahead talking into, to myself, Tyler. It's fine. Into what's coming uh, for the your your favorite intrepid movie adventurers. Uh, do you mind what? if I if I if I move forward with with giving this spoilers to the audience? Sure, this ain't Game of Thrones. Spoilers <laughs> there's, or whatever. There's, there's. So we will be moving on to the Roger Moore uh, slash anything. There's a Sean Connery movie in there, right? There's an unofficial Sean Connery movie, which I realized originally when we were planning this out, I decided that we would not be doing. Yeah. But I've changed my mind. Okay. <laughs> And I, that is that. I trust you and assume this is not a terrible decision. Oh, it'll be a terrible decision. That movie's god-awful. I blame you wholeheartedly if I hate it. No, because the whole uh, time you'll be like, it's a remake <coughs> of Thunderball, but somehow it sucks worse than Thunderball? I didn't hate Thunderball. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so we will be doing the Roger Moore era of James Bond. Um, then we will be doing... I, I think we're, we're feeling uh, Indiana Jones, if I'm not mistaken. Is that is that the understanding because that syncs up well and then uh, we will be moving on to finish out the bond era with dalton and other people pierce brosnan (laughs) that guy um and then i kind of would be interested now this is far down the line i would be interested in revisiting the daniel craig movies just to see if your perspective has changed on any of them given that you will have seen all of the other movies not saying that we we have to do that even as four separate episodes. That could just be one episode. Sure, I'm just sure. I'm just throwing that Retrospe- out there. We could yeah. we could do a couple of retrospectives down the line where maybe we try to. Uh... Let's go back and watch all the Batman movies and then kill ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, he ain't talking about Batman versus Superman for that one. We're not doing Alien and Predator. We're not we're not touching those again. Sure. sure. 
Some things need to stay dead. Some things um, will not change. <laughs> we delve too deep. Uh, but I was going to say, the the big showstopper, in my opinion, that I'm quite excited about after uh, making a deal with... or I, I, I suppose it would be Alex who made the deal with the devil to get this done, is... Uh, I did it for James Bond. Yes, is, is that... If, if I ever meet... The, the producers, if I ever meet Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson, or if I ever meet Daniel Craig, I'll be like, I did this for you. <laughs> we will And be... you betrayed me. You you paid me back with Bond 25. <laughs> uh, we will I be... gave you everything. <laughs> oh, that movie's going to suck and it's going to be so depressing. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, oh, we gonna will. Be, I'm going to be sitting. We in will be chuckling. The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I've I've nothing. <laughs> 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 Whatever. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. There's going to be there's going to be some good catch up movies interspersed in there. We got Captain Marvel. We got Endgame. Uh, Shazam, which neither of us have seen, to my understanding, yet. Um, yeah, I gave up on DC, and apparently it's like the best one of the bunch. And I'm like, <laughs> too bad. <laughs> best part. Um, I'm not sure. If... Alex, I saw Justice League twice. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Even I knew better than to do that. But yeah, I, I'm, and I'm I sure they did seeing Batman versus Superman twice in the theater. I debated that. <laughs> I didn't do it. I saw Suicide Squad twice in the theater. Yeah! Although one of those was for free, so... Still. Still, it's, it's, an, it's an embarrassment upon my house. They should have paid you back I for should. the other time you had to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember uh, what else is coming out this year that we're going to have to deal with at some point in that run of movies I just described. Spider-Man, oh, I'm sure we'll hate them all and we'll all give them Ds or whatever. I believe be it. That's all I got. As long as there's not another Fantastic Beasts movie coming out for a little while, sure. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> Next month? Oh! <laughs> How could you do this to me? Alright, we've gone on long enough. Thank you everyone for listening. Did you even give our... our... You can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. Uh, you can find us uh, through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. You can also just search for us on iTunes to find us. Um, if you've been following along with the podcast, you may be aware that we are currently, uh, or we, we previously, I should say, attempted uh, to, to flee to Facebook to host videos that are just backgrounds with our podcast audio. Um, because... Uh, YouTube suspended us for spam. Uh, they they considered us spam, so we've been on a long running journey to find refuge uh, for our our wrongful sins, uh, wrong, wrongfully accused sins, I should say. Uh, unfortunately, Facebook uh, determined that we're really excited about Dark Phoenix, uh, and they said that's that's not okay. Uh, so Facebook has kicked us out. Uh, we will, in turn, have to take our talents to MySpace. Uh, that is, after all, the superior video hosting platform. Especially when we're talking about a, an older franchise that should have died 15 years ago. Correct. 
Art is subjective. Nothing is real.